This is is this this is literally the longest we've ever gone without talking to each other. Isn't that yeah. weird? I like a week and a half. Yeah, I mean, since we started this show, it's yeah. that's definitely been the longest we've gone without like having a conversation. Forty nine, forty nine weeks. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Three out from a year. Yeah, fifty two episodes. That'll be big. How's it feel to be back? Good. It also feels good to be here. It's also been even longer since we've been here. Where are we? In Charlottesville. Seaville. Set the scene. The Ville. Sunset lamp on. <laughs> Fall weather vibes outside. Today had one it was one of those days where like I obviously know it's not gonna snow because it's still like sixty five, but it just kind of felt like it was gonna snow all day. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Felt like to me it felt like a like a snowstorm was coming on a Friday evening because today was really slow at work. I ended up getting off a little early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you know a good snowstorm's coming, but... Yeah, except it's going to be like... Not really. 70 degrees yeah, tomorrow. 70 and sunny. It's so, cool, though. Yeah, I, uh, the fog over the mountains looked pretty cool, too, when I was getting here. Love that. But it feels good. It feels good to be back in the in the studio here. Um yeah, it's it's weird. I, I guess we should apologize for skipping a week. Because that did happen. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I pondered coming into this episode if we, like, stage a breakup at the start. Oh, fuck. Like, and I don't know why I didn't think of it before we hit play <laughs> or record. <laughs> but it was going to be either you or me just, just riffed for, like, two minutes. And then... Monologue like, about... How we're not yeah. continuing the show, and big we had a, we had a big difference of yeah. opinion on a certain subject that we can't release. LLC got brought up, you know, whose name being on what. It was it was a tricky situation. Yeah, we got our we caught our first big sponsor, and then had a fucking screaming match. Yeah, mm. I I like the idea of doing that, but I also don't think it's very believable. Me neither. I don't think anybody would would have believed it. Right? Maybe we would have tuned in someone though. Yeah, and we could have like really clickbaity like named the episode like uh, apologies and and goodbyes or something. Yeah, so it was like what they didn't even make it fifty episodes. It's um, over with. It's like, but we're back. Hey, we are episode it, fifty. Good Fridays. What's the deal? Forty nine. Forty nine. Right. Fifty. This is episode fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't Not, think so. Because we missed last week. Yeah, was last week yeah 49? I think last no. week was 49, dude. So this week's 49? Yeah. Tremaine Edmonds. That's good. Uh, <laughs> That's the only one I've contributed in. All right. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm going to wait. I'm going to try to hit one. All right. You can just, end. even if I'm like mid-random. Yeah. I'm just throwing, yell, yep. yeah, yell, yell that shit out. Whoa. So, did you do anything exciting in the since it's in the two weeks it's been since since I've been gone? Um, yeah, I went to Colorado last week. That was really cool. It was for work. Uh, it was a, a stream class. Stream river morphology it was pretty neat. Um, taught by the legend Dave Rosgan. Shout out to that guy. Really cool dude. He's eighty one. Really good at fly fishing. Builds really cool streams. Good dude. Um, we went hiking on Friday, this place called Hans Peak, just outside of Steamboat Springs. 
I think the peak was a little over 11,000 feet, and we got to about 10,600. And at like the 10,400 mark, I started to get a little loopy when oh, we got up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was That's real shit, man. The altitude is like... That's never happened to me before. I mean, like, because I'm not, I'm not nervous of heights either, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been... You know the cliff at uh, McAfee's Knob in Southwest, that iconic picture yeah. of like the overhanging cliff. I've done that. No no fears at all. And then once we got to the top, the wind was whipping, dude. Had to be. I don't know. I don't want to throw numbers out there, but it was going. Right. I thought I was going to lose my hat. I tightened the snap on the back. Um, had to like sit down for like 30 seconds, and then it was cool. Went up a little further. The trees, at this point, the trees are no longer there because of the Right. altitude right so the wind's really whipping and i just i was like i don't know man i don't if we we had 700 feet to go i think damn and there was a fire tower at the top okay like an observation tower yeah so that looked really cool but it, even just looking up there from where we were it was it was throwing me off dude yeah you're you're high up like, yeah it's crazy how high up you can get out there because i mean there's plenty of big mountains here but you're not yeah elevated like that um, I'm thinking if I if I were to go back, catch it in like the summertime, I guess, when there definitely wouldn't be any wind, because it was also like fall. Fall was on Saturday this past Saturday, the start of fall. Okay, right. Yeah. The leaves were changing. They're way ahead of us in terms of like colors of leaves. So it was really beautiful out there. I saw like a difference from Monday to Wednesday. You could tell like the change. It was really pretty to see. But yeah, I think if I if I get back out there in the summer, something low winds. Yeah, I'm I'm up for a a rematch. A rematch. Yeah, I've never been like hiking out there, um, way high up like that. But I imagine I would I would kind of go through probably the same thing because I am a little woozy about heights. Um, yeah, but the I'm sure the temperature was like perfect. Out oh, there. it was yeah, yeah, dude. Like this is like the best because when me and my dad would go, we would go in like August. Yeah, and it was so nice. I remember yeah. like seeing, even seeing like snow one time, like just like flurry, mm-hmm. just so crazy. So when I landed in Denver, I had a layover in Denver for an hour, and I saw the snow caps there. Mm-hmm. But once they flew me out to Hayden, I I didn't see any snow. But we ended up um, also going to. My dad joined me on Wednesday. He flew out. Oh, let's go! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I had a I had a decent I had decent living quarters for the week. So he crashed at the place I was at. And, oh fuck yeah, dude! Um, that's sick. So when we, it was before that hike, we were going for a drive. I think we saw, I think it was called Steamboat Lake. That was just giant. Yeah. Giant Lake was really cool to see. Yeah. Went north and just essentially stayed on that road. And we ended up in Wyoming, which was really cool because I didn't anticipate crossing state lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was on a U.S. Forest Service road too. So it wasn't like a main highway. Right. So there wasn't anything around except like wilderness which was really cool to see and like logging operations and stuff but yeah um we spent a lot of time at steamboat lake when i was up there the last time my fishing? dad yeah oh, my dad loves go. to fish in that lake um damn that's hype yeah so that's that was cool when i told him you were going out there he was like he was he was jealous because oh like, yeah you know that's like he goes there for vacation i was like yeah that's where josh's like big work conference is so uh yeah that's cool he's actually heading there not steamboat specifically, but out west in a couple of weeks, 
I don't know exactly what day he leaves, but pretty soon he's heading out for like fucking taking all his vacation days and shit and just going for a long ass trip. So it's pretty cool. You think there's something in the water or nothing in the water that makes banquet taste different out there? Oh, um, because we've talked about how your dad he'll always yeah. bring a shipment back. Well, me and my, like my dad got me hip to this, and I kind of agree, and partially just agreeing with him, and also the uh, um, the way it's kind of marketed. Like, I just think it's a temperature thing. Like, I because they always say it's cold, uh, cold filtered, cold packaged. You know what I mean? But then you'll see it in the supermarket, and it'll just be warm. So if it's true that it's cold filtered, that means and cold packaged, that means it's cold and then warm and then cold again. Which, you know, you know that's like death for a beer, right? Right. But I don't know if that's the reason. But I do feel like that plays a part. Is like out there, I think it'd be more likely that it's like truly cold through the entire process of it, and that's going to make it taste better than it having to get shipped across the country. So do you think it, from distribution to the person's kitchen table, it's cold the entire way? I, I mean, I would like to believe that. And at least in that area, and locally. Yeah, that's how that I feel. Sense. And that's what that would also make it taste better than anywhere else. That's believable, too, because even if they had to just keep a really cold room at the factory they're in, or that's bottling everything or something like that. Yeah. That's realistic. Huh. And, and, like, yeah, that's... That's the thing, because they and in Coors Light and the commercials, they say that shit that it's cold the whole process, but at some point it is getting warm, <laughs> you know, especially like as you bring it other places. But there, it could there's a like a higher probability that it could remain cold. So yeah, that was like my dad's big thing. He would bring them back and like fucking bury them at the bottom of the cooler and just never like always be refilling the ice so that they'd be good to go when he got back. That's the best. That's good shit. I know. This time he's going to Las Vegas first before he comes home, so it'd be harder for him to bring the beer all the way back, but we'll see. What you been up to? Uh last week I saw three concerts and went to Pittsburgh. So I had a I pretty much didn't stop and that's like uh, that combined with you in Colorado pretty much made it impossible to record a podcast last week. Uh, I saw Noah Cyrus, uh, which is Miley Cyrus's little sister, for those who might not know. I saw Tash Sultana, and I saw Jordana and Dev Lemons on Sunday. Um, all three, cool. I didn't... The Noah Cyrus show just was not really my jam. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just like I was also uh, with um, Logan's sister came down and her boyfriend and he didn't like it either. And he was like, "This sounds like one of those like uh, Christian rock bands from like a shitty church." And then I couldn't unhear that. Uh, and I was also sick, so that didn't. I feel like if I was just feeling good, I could have just made it a good time, but. Whatever I ate uh, just, like, did not agree with me. So I was, like, pretty much just, like, feeling super sick for the whole show and, like, didn't even want to, like, have a beer or anything because uh, I was just, like, watching my stomach. 
Um, so overall, that experience could have been better, but it was fine. Um, was that a spur of the moment thing? I, I don't remember you talking about that. Uh, well, it was more for um, Logan's sister as a fan. Oh, okay. We saw she was coming, and it'd be, we thought it'd be a good thing for all of us to just go out and do. So I had the tickets for a while, but it yeah. wasn't. I wasn't ever really excited, super excited. You know, like I was. You were hiding them. Yeah, I, it was okay. I I don't. I'm I'm sure people like really enjoy her, and that's fine. Like I didn't think it was like, it wasn't like making me upset how bad it was. Or it's just anything. not your music. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. just a little bored. It's not what you listen to. Uh, that's all right though. But shout out Noah Cyrus. Shout out Noah Cyrus. Um, the Tash Sultana concert was super, super, super good. It um, made up for it. Yeah, I I was. So do you know like how they perform live? No, I've never seen so, Tash Sultana. So it's one person. Yeah. And they loop everything on stage, like on some uh, FKJ Let's shit. Let's go. Um, That's what I thought. I've seen I didn't videos know of her that. playing guitar and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, I had no idea. So I'm expecting this big band. And there's all these instruments. And I'm like telling Logan, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. There's like a shit ton of instruments. It's supposed to be a huge band. And then just they just come out, just them, just <laughs> one person, and they just loop everything to like make all the songs so crazy. At one point in the middle of the show, they did bring some band members out, uh, like a designated drummer and a designated uh, piano player, but like a uh, fucking um, cigarettes, dude. Like they just loop. They made that shit like looped, and it was crazy. Um, but yeah, that was a really interesting show. Like they definitely. That's a genre bending band, I feel like, you know, like they're sometimes it's like poppy and sometimes it borders on like house music. And then other times it's just like strict, like psychedelic rock stuff. Um, I don't know. That was really cool. You know, you know, Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever heard of Tame Impala? I'm have you seen them? Or uh, him? No, no, him, I have not him, seen him, them. Him. No, I have him. Not. Um, I was curious, is it because I know it's a solo thing? Is his no the I think same he, deal? Or no, he just he brings makes a, a song and then gets people to play. Yeah, because I've s- I've watched like a good amount of videos okay. of him doing doing stuff, and he usually I someone who has seen him can definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but um, they don't know. Nobody knows who Tim Paul is, and you <laughs> and you can, but you can also hear that kind of in the music, you know, like yeah. now knowing how. Tash Sultana performs listening to the music you kind of do realize it's like oh this is kind of like there's a lot of just like repeats going on here which not in a bad way it's just like a yeah. lot of loops going on um how did you find Tash Sultana you oh yeah yeah <laughs> let's, go. let's go yeah I don't remember what I don't remember what we were doing I imagine this must have been back in college or like very early after it was before the podcast though yeah I think I I think I stumbled in 2020 maybe yeah i just remember you playing uh that cigarette song yeah and i was like damn this shit is kind of cool and then i uh dug you know dug further in and picked a few more that i knew but uh it was just a really like i was blown away when it just one person came out <laughs> like i just wasn't expecting that at all so is it ju- is is she tame impala yeah. I mean, wait, <laughs> what oh yes Tash 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 Sultana. Sultana. <laughs> yes yes yeah. all right that's what i thought yeah and um yeah, also, but also Australian, like Tame Impala. So, Divine, Australia got it Divine going on. Divine synchronicity. Australia's kind of got it going on, man. 
Are you joking? No. Taylor Paula. Me neither. Tash Altana. Courtney Barnett. Quit playing, bro. Stop playing around. Matthew Delavadova. Mm. Stop playing. Tarantulas. They have a lot of tarantulas there, I think. <laughs> um Yeah, I think I found mm. found Tash Sultana through like a uh like slightly stupid radio or something like that okay. on Spotify. Yeah, there's some yeah, something. and yeah, sometimes it can almost get a little like reggae ish yeah. like I think that's how I found Yeah. Was um, through that avenue. Really, really cool show. And then Shout out. Shout out. That was that, that was outside too. That was at the pavilion downtown. Oh, that's fire. What was that place called? Bend? Uh Ting. Ting. Yeah. Uh, we we went and just like chilled on the lawn. Super, really really cool venue. I'd never I'd only been there for like the free shows, Fridays after five. Um, but seeing like a more professional like you're paying to go and it's just a cool, really cool venue. The whole thing's general admission, so it has like a music festival vibe where you can like set up on the lawn and chill. And if you want to get closer, you can just like walk down, enjoy a few songs. Oh, that's and nice. Come back up. So it's, yeah, so everything's general admission. Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole venue, and then there's like a VIP section for, you know, diehard fans, yeah. um, which is cool too. Yeah, yeah, and then, fuck it, then I'll guess I'll go chronological. Went to Pittsburgh. My cousin got married. Shout out Kaylin and Josh. Congratulations. Shout out. Super super cool. Um, fucking awesome wedding. Big family vibes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't go wrong, right? Yeah. And, uh, it was at a hotel. And we stayed at the hotel. Shut so it down. Shut it awesome, down. Awesome, dude. Uh, like, just, like, finishing up the wedding and then just, like, going up to your room. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, the best shit ever. Um, yeah, it was really cool. The service was good. Quick. You know, I, I, don't, I don't love when they drag those on too long. And The uh, ceremony? Yeah, the ceremony. Um, you make it sound like a funeral. I know. I always say that, <laughs> and I shouldn't. But I do always say the service. Uh, but, yeah, it was... It was good. The reception was a lot of fun. Shout out with all the cousins. Shout out Holy Matrimony. Yeah, shout out Holy Matrimony. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was cool. And then, so we left Friday for that and then came back Sunday. And then Sunday night, I had my my wrap-up concert, um, which was awesome. Like, I never even knew who Dev Lemons was, and I'm a fan now, big time. Uh just like on like some indie pop shit and uh then Jordana was the reason I went uh and she was she fucking delivered man it was it was definitely the best show I've seen that was at the southern definitely the best show I've seen at the southern which is the bar venue um just crazy and we ended up with like some nice spot like a nice spot by the time we so we got there and then like stood around the back and like that natural push and pull as people leave leave to get drinks and stuff like we ended up being like front row for that shit and it was it definitely delivered. So Yeah, I don't know. Like the Tash Sultana show is crazy, but it's t- it's a toss up which one I enjoyed more out of those two cuz they were both just incredible. But uh yeah. That's what I've been doing. A whole lot of fucking live music, which is not a bad thing. Um, it's a good thing. It is a good thing. It was a lot, though. I'm excited. Like, I have, like, nothing going on this week, and I'm so happy about that. Like, can actually do the podcast. Like, actually, like, spend time at home just hanging out, like, relaxing and shit. So, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty nonstop. 
for the past few weeks because I had Arctic Monkeys the week before, maybe two weeks before. I don't know. It all was happening so fast. What have you been thinking about lately? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I don't know. I've been, like, recently I've, like, had this more desire to, like, at, like figure out, like, why things are happening the way they are. And that is a sense in work, like, digging into more how all that shit works. But also just, like, I don't know, kind of things in general. Like, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's not going to sound, like, really stupid. Um like the philosophy behind something or no, just not like necessarily. well more like just like the purpose the purpose and but the philosophy too i guess um and also just yeah i guess like i like i mean i don't want this to sound like i don't want to get married i don't like i think that's all like a great thing but it's like why like how did that start happening you know um i guess it probably stems from like a religious thing yeah, yeah. but it's like do you like you know what i mean like yeah like that's a thought that previously would never really enter my head but it was like it wasn't in the sense like oh why would you get married like i get it's because you're like dedicating yourself to one person and like you know kind of bonding with each other in a deeper way but it's like you know when did that start being a thing you know what i mean i don't know but i just feel like i've been like taking a harder look at stuff um and trying to pick out like little details and that goes more in like music and consuming media like trying to pick out more details as opposed to just kind of watching something to watch it uh like mind-numbing tv has f- i've been finding it a little bit less enjoyable than i usually do because i am like into you know shitty tv and stuff but um i don't know lately i've just been having more of a craving for more to analyze i guess um on the marriage I topic i think it does stem from religion Probably heavily, right? That's what I would... If I was to guess, I don't... Yeah. I I don't know, but... um, Like Islam, Christianity. Yeah. uh, I'm sure if you dig it back far enough, it's probably, like, a lot different than it is now, you know? uh, Oh, yeah. But... um, Well, and people... I mean, a lot of people... People get married for different reasons. Yeah. You know? In different cultures, it's, like, so different, you know? Like arranged marriages and shit like if you dig it back to like that roots of it like it's like more of just like a possessiveness thing than like a um like actual like uniting of two people at least in my opinion but you know what i mean it's like that makes it seem like weird almost but it's definitely like a good thing (laughs) you know it's uh but also like it it holds like there's like financial reasons to do it too, you know, which is kind of weird that it's like, um, I, I don't know. Like <laughs> it's like a legal thing and a financial thing, but also like a love thing. And I don't, there's not very many things that can be all three of those, you know? Uh, I know with marriage, your man and wife are coming together as one. Right. So it's, I always found that to be interesting too because I always heard about like it just being a contract in a relationship. I I would hear people talk about that, but I don't know. I feel like it sort of just depends how serious you take it. Right. Um, and that sort of leads back to what I said about people are getting married for different reasons today. I, I just always hear like 
and we've definitely talked about this before at length, but like, you know, people saying like nothing changes once you get married. Like if you live together, then, but I don't personally think that that will be true for me. I don't know. Cause like I'm not, married. but I mean, there is like something is different about, uh, what's going on. But you know, at the same time, that's not necessarily like a rude thing to say because it's like, uh, you know, that idea of, like, this is your person forever, like, if that idea is already in your head, then, like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. It's, it is because, like, in a sense, it is, like, a contract, but there is, like, it carries more than just the things that are on the paper, I think, at least. But I can see how people would think that that's all that's going on. I feel like one way I could sum it up is doing a traditional act in a non-traditional way because marriage is traditional right yeah and you talk about how um and some cultures like pre pre-arranged marriages and things like that that's their culture that's their tradition um yeah i don't know it, it's just um it, it is weird and like it, for me, it's not like I'm definitely not in the camp of like, oh, there's like that's stupid. Like you just get married for financial reasons. It has no, it holds nothing. I'm definitely not in that camp. But like, it is like such a weird balance of legality and finances and like shit like that, and also just like the love of two people and wanting to be together forever. Because uh, you don't need to be married to do that, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's Are, just a weird, like, it's it's a weird blend of things that there's... N- I, I can't think of anything else that blends all the same things that marriage does together. I remember what I was going to say. The um, When you made the comment about, like, people saying it doesn't really feel that different yeah, or anything like that because they've already been living together and stuff, right. that's sort of what I meant with the... When you get married, you're doing the traditional act, but if you're already living together and everything, you were... You did it in a non-traditional way. I see what you're saying. So yeah. it's not, it'd be hard to replicate that, replicate what it is intended to be without actually, you know what I'm saying? Taking, yeah, yeah. Taking the traditional steps. Yeah, because that is, that's, okay, that's fair. Because it is a very like old school way of thinking of um, not living together at all before you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, or in and I remember uh, Kalman talking about mm-hmm. that shit and yeah. how fucking cool it was, like, uh, and I respect that. That's super dope, you know. Um, but it, it that is a. I think it's fair to say that's a very like old school way of of looking at it. Um, but if you it's think about you think about that moment when, if you do go through those steps, and then you're united in the home together, it's it's got to be it's got to be. I would think the feeling would be much more greater versus already having that experience. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. gonna be like anything. You do something enough, yeah. or you. You get used to it, or uh, that you getting used to it kind of sounds silly, but you know what I'm saying. It's like yeah. getting jaded to something that you're constantly around or you're constantly seeing or doing. And, and there's like a there's something to that too because like it's also pretty common to be like in a super super happy relationship, and then people say like, "Oh well, you know, move in together and see," because like that's when you really find out. Um. And having that happen like at the same time as marriage or post marriage, I guess, 
is a scary thing to think about, you know. Um, but if you love someone enough to marry them, then you should love someone enough to like live with them. I guess is how like that order doesn't really matter as much as maybe it's like pressed to mm-hmm. be because it's like well you should like because I think the new way of looking at it is like new school way is like don't get married without living together because then you like you don't know if you like what if the you what if you can't stand each other once you live together um but again it's like if you loved each other to commit yourselves like that you should probably be able to figure it out right you know so I don't think it's like as scary as maybe it's kind of pitched to be like I don't think I fall in the camp of like don't do that like don't get married before you move in together but I don't know. I think I, my personal thing is like probably moving in together first is a good thing, but I don't know. I don't, I definitely don't fall like hard polarity on either, either side of that. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I don't think it'd be a good idea to, if you've been with somebody for an extended amount of time and you're contemplating marrying them, but you haven't lived with them. Mm-hmm. what information are you going to gather from actually living with them? Because there's nothing, if you were doing the traditional route, there's nothing you saying that you couldn't spend all day, every day there, except going home at night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're in their house. You can sort of see how some, the way somebody lives by seeing their house. Yeah. It's not like you're going up there once a month. So they make sure it's clean once a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. So th- I feel like there's other ways you could pick up on that aspect. I mean, you can't replicate the experience of living together, I guess, but you you could get an idea you can of what kind of a roommate someone's. Yeah, be. you you can pick up on indicators for sure, and yeah. we've seen it with being college roommates, you know. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. people have their opinions. No, I, yeah, I don't. I just don't. I don't think I fall really either way. Like hard, like you should never get married before moving in together, or like you should never move in together before getting married because. I think the por- important thing to take from marriage is like the more the love and the bonding side and like the financial and legality that comes with that is just kind of a thing. I don't know. It's weird. Shout out holy matrimony. Yeah, shout out holy matrimony. Yeah, how do you feel about graffiti? Graffiti? And like wall art. Maybe not graffiti. Graffiti's in this category, but wall art, murals. Oh yeah, all over the ma- all over the town makes a makes a place. Not, I mean, tastefully, right? Like, it can't just be like sh- penises drawn <laughs> on every wall around the corner, but like <laughs> some dope ass murals, man. It makes a place seem like it has more cult. It has culture, even if it doesn't have that much culture. Like, uh, I guess that's a weird statement in itself. But, Why is that? Um, because I've I've felt the same way. When I was younger, I felt that like I loved seeing murals and paintings. Yeah, and I thought I thought graffiti was cool, and I don't think it's not cool now. But my feeling has changed slightly on it. There's something nice about art that is just there to be seen. There's no profit off of it. It's there's no uh like. There's no like expensiveness to it or like an uppity feel of like a nice painting in someone's house or something. There's just, uh, I don't know. 
I mean, also, it's just more exciting than walls, right? That's also a thing. But And graffiti specifically, it's like, it's so free. Um, it's such a free art style, I feel like. Uh, and part of that just comes from the fact that you're, they're using a spray paint can and there's not that much control you can get. You know, there's only, I mean, not saying the super talented ones don't get a sick amount of control, but you see graffiti, like you can tell it's painted with, you know, like spray paint, I feel like. Uh, at least that's what I think of when I think graffiti is spray paint. And there's like a weird like freeness to that. That Freeness? Is that a word? Freedom to that? that I It is now, dude. Uh, we make up like words here. Freeness? Freeness. <laughs> I made up a word the other day. It's called imaginate. Imaginate? Yeah. Nice. Instead of just imagine. <laughs> right? I was trying to say subwoofer amplifier the other day, and I said subwoofer. <coughs> and I've been getting made fun of that since from people at work. This is an HR filing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so if you were a landowner. Okay. And Wait, what were we just talking about? Graffiti. Okay. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> if you were a landowner and in downtown LA. Okay. Somebody had graffiti on your building on the all over the side of the wall. Do you like that? Well, <laughs> depends what I'm what the building is. Is this a commercial property or is it like residential? It's a uh it's a business. It's a so it's a commercial property. Yeah. Um personally, mm, it depends it, again, it's it on the to, side of your building. It has to depend what it is, right? Like if it's like a cool ass painting, I'm probably fine with it. Um but if it's I mean again, it's just like penises or like fuck cops or something. I probably wouldn't want it there, but uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd be, personally, I'd be okay with it, but it would also be one of those things, like, this is a perfect example of me not knowing anything about, like, real estate. Like, for me, it seems like, especially in a town like LA, like, that having, like, something tasteful on the side of it, like, isn't bad for anyone. So I would think I would personally be fine with it, but you know, with the caveat that I would get it cleaned if that's what it took to get someone to rent out the space. Um, because I'm a real estate agent or real estate owner. Let's say you didn't like it and you wanted them to remove it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not a random, it's not ran graffiti. The, the store, the owner of the store within the building that you own, hired somebody to do oh artwork on the side of your building and you don't like it and you're the you're the landlord or the owner and you want it gone but the owner's refusing to have it okay what do you do about that well it depends it depends how much money they're bringing in based on money from where from from their from oh, their for business. Your building from so their they business. haven't missed a payment or anything well then I'm not doing anything okay i don't think I mean, that's what it's all about. Uh, but you don't like it. Who cares? Okay. A- am I in that situation? Like, real estate feels like passive income. So if I'm just receiving the passive income with no problems, then I don't feel the need to push on it. You know. Um, Do you think that should be a universal across the board? You yes, think because it's all about money. Should feel like, like that. I know that. Like, 
no one cares who owns the I don't know who owns buildings, you know. Um now if that tenant leaves or business leaves, then yeah, if you don't like it, just clean it off, you know, or whatever. Uh and then you I mean, you would have the right to charge them for that because it's your thing, but for me, I just feel like that would just be causing friction when there's no need to. Um and you're pretty non-confrontational. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe other people would uh, say differently in, in the camp of, like, you need to lay down the wall and shit. But for me, if as long as, like, money is, like, coming in <laughs> when it's supposed to, like, I don't really care what you do. But, you, yeah, I would, you know, you'd have to have the conversation, like, okay, well, when you leave, if the next person doesn't want this, like, you are going to be held financially responsible to clean this shit off. So I guess it would almost be like a deposit situation. Like you'd be like, well, you're going to have, you can leave it up, but you have to pay me right now so that when, <laughs> when you leave, I can clean it. You off. need a deposit. Yeah. I ASAP. think, I think. All right. Cause then, cause then you're okay. Covered. Okay. All then right. I got covered. you. I got you. But it's all about the money, right? Yeah. So let's say the art they have on that side of the building has become a pretty iconic spot. Yeah. All right. Let's say it's blocks away from a, a famous uh, tourist attraction, right? Okay. Now, you've got advertisers coming to you asking, hey, that's prime real estate. This has become a pretty iconic spot. How much can how much will you charge me to get my, my business on that wall? So you almost turn it into a billboard because it's become such an iconic spot. Um, so you've got more money coming in now. Right, but... Well, is this situ- <laughs> is this still a situation where I don't like the original yeah, yeah. artwork? Then no, no. Well, that's the thing because it's like well, no. Well, me no, personally, I wouldn't do that. It's about the money, though. but okay. so you wouldn't sell out to the advertisers. You'd let the. I hope I wouldn't, but but uh, the in, if this is a situation where I don't like the painting to begin with, <laughs> I don't know, but I think that would be more. My business move there would be to have a conversation with the owner, the, with the, the business with the, owner. Yeah, with the business owner and be like, look, this shit is like starting to go crazy. And I realize that that makes this a hot spot, meaning you get more business, meaning the rent is going up. <laughs> oh, OK. So I would leave it there and allow it to be like a cool, like touristy hotspot and be like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> I okay, can sell okay. this shit to advertisers for a shit ton of money, and but that's gonna make your place look like shit, and may, might drive people away because now there's not a cool mural to see anymore. There's ads. Um. So what are we doing here? Raise the rent a little bit, because in if the event that that mural is actually bringing their business more business, which it sounds like from your, and if she refuses to, to pay. The high, or if they refuse to pay the raising rent. This is a long case study, I understand, yeah. but we're, we're <laughs> almost there. We're almost to the end. Um, if they if they refuse to pay it, yes. Mm. So they're like, you're you're gonna raise, you're gonna make me pay another grand a month. Not happening. I'm not leaving either. And that mural's staying up. Well, that's just not. I mean, if they're an asshole about it, like I can also be an asshole about it. So you're in downtown L.A., son. Well, my thing is like. It would have to be like I would need like reasonable proof from them that this is an un uh <laughs> this is not a fair like rent 
hike. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you do you like have access to like their business records and shit if you own the building they're operating out of? I'm sure you can request some form of. Um, it's like how much money are they making? You can if this you is can making screen, them like yeah, yeah, all can, this more money than you're you're gonna get a bump in the rent, or I'm gonna sell the fucking mural. You can make the choice. And I imagine that. Oh fuck! And it's also like, did they paint it or did they hire someone to? They paint had somebody it? paint it. Okay, so it's not like their personal creation. Yeah. All right, and I'm gonna. Let's say this business is is a gym. It's like a. It's a gym. It's a gym. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that changes your <laughs> opinion. <laughs> fuck them. Uh. Mm. Yeah, this is hard, you know. Now you're in a tough spot. If they refuse to pay the increased rent, you're in a very tough spot. Um, and this business is almost at the point now where that building is known for the painting or the mural, not the business itself. Like this mural is seen everywhere. Sports center. But is yeah, so I guess that's that's the thing is like, is it driving more business to them? Um but now also you own uh, an amazing mural, right? Essentially as right. the building owner. So would it be better to try and like profit off of that? Put something outside. Photos um, or something. Not Maybe not just like that simple. Like also how much space are we talking here? Is this like in an alley or is it like there's like room to like gather in front of the wall? Yeah, it's. It, I'd say it's at least 50 feet. The mural's at least 50 feet long. But like what's what's it like like in front of it? Could you put like a small like coffee sidewalk. truck or sidewalk. something? Okay. There's a decent sized sidewalk. Sell like, I don't know. Maybe 15 something? feet of concrete. Open up some kind of. Mm, so know, you're not pushing hard. them out. I don't think so. You're I, trying to. You're I'm trying, trying to, to avoid that, even uh, though you don't like it. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, this whole time I don't actually like the painting, but now it's bec- like I am seeing that it's a big deal, right? Um, and I would rather try to capitalize on that as opposed to just sell it, spell the space for advertising, um, because that, pro- like, that helps art, and art is good. So I would like to not like just erase that and put ads there. That's fucked up, in my opinion. Even if I don't like it, I'm like recognizing that this is like a thing that's like connecting with people. And yeah, I mean, but it, I, it's silly to say like, oh, I would just leave everything just as is, because it's like, you know, right? I'm a business. It's owner. money, yeah. People so, throw money at you, so it's like somehow profit off of the mural being there whether that's like selling photos or um i don't know because that almost feels like it ruins it too what if the advertisements what if the mural didn't go away and the advertisements were covering the mural oh um yeah. Just kidding. That's not the case. I'm going to give you the real details. Kobe Bryant. Um, Kobe Bryant mural. On the side of a gym. Blocks away from Staples Center. That's what it is. That's what the deal is. Oh, uh, okay. And the landlord's trying to say, take it down. Tenant's saying, I don't want to. It's staying up. But they, tenants got offers for advertisements. So what do you do? 
Oh, the tenants got offers. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the landlord, landlord got does, offers. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Well, that throws a whole fucking wrench into this whole situation, <laughs> right? Because now there will be outrage. Yeah. If, if you paint over it, um, cover it with fucking advertisements. Um, nobody's nobody's gonna nobody's gonna want to give you any business. No. Yeah. For me, that seems like. But it's like, why would you not want that one? Right. Like yeah. if it's a coat, I'm sure it's well done. That's him and his daughter too. Yeah, that 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 really does change kind of everything. So you uh, see the sidewalk? Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that guy. Damn, dude, why would artist. you not want that shit? And it's been three three years since he passed. Almost four years, dude. Yeah, that that specific case. I mean, it's cool. Why would you not want that shit? Yeah. You're gonna leave it on there forever. I would imagine. Yeah. Like, what's to not? But if you're the, if you're the stingy ass landlord, which I guess was kind of the part you were trying to get by just saying it's a mural that you yeah. don't like, um, to fucking try to capitalize off of it. Don't. How'd you get rid of it? But then you're capitalizing. See, it's again, it's a fucking throws a wrench because it's like you're really going to try to capitalize on that, right? But not me, but landlord. You can't get rid of it. You're fucked. Yeah. I, I also, mean, like, the tenant, I mean, they're... I don't really know what they're... they're they don't have leverage in a situation to be like, I'm going to not remove it and I'm going to stay. Although I guess you can't unjustly evict someone. That's like a thing. Right? Especially there. Yeah, that's like a law. So... But you could, uh, could you call it property damage? Ooh. Or like a contract violation. Yeah. Some have said like no altering the outside of the building. I get the frustrations of somebody wanting their tenant to remove something from your business wall. I, I can get the frustration behind that. But with this case in particular, I just, I don't really think it'd be a big, a good business move on the landlord's yeah. um, point. Yeah, well, what like what what would removing it do, you know, other than make people angry? Mm. However, it's a gym. You know what? You know what? This is all. This is all a psyop. Because we're talking about this person's business, but they already get tons of marketing on on Sports Center. That mural has been shown everywhere. Yeah, and we're also not talking about their name of their business, but we are talking about it. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it just a big marketing scheme? Because who in their right mind would would do that and not expect a good outcome or not expect a bad outcome? Yeah, but what what does even this like do? Even just like we're I know we're talking about it, but yeah. it's also like still already kind of like fuck that guy, you know the landlord. Um, or maybe the landlord didn't even do that. And that's what tenant, I'm saying. Oh, what so if the what if it's just all making it up to get. I mean, eh, shit, man, that could happen. <laughs> but then, but why? Because you already have, you already known as the the mural spot, right? Yeah, I was, I almost thought of it like because there is the Mombasita Foundation, and they had like a gigantic gym, as far as I know. Uh, but Kobe's a pretty iconic figure. Yeah, 
I mean, so just because you have them on your bill, you know what I'm saying? Like if Dick Sporting Goods put Kobe Bryant on, on their on their front window or something like that. Yeah, we don't really see. I guess in a sporting goods store, you do see like athletes inside, marketing stuff. But I, I don't just, know. It's not that weird. It's not like like it. For me, I if I'm a landlord and that situation is going on, I'm definitely not threatening or thinking about removing it or adding ads like just have it and it's a cool thing you have just leave it alone um yeah and if you can find a way to like fuck I don't know work out something with like some foundation to like I guess this is selling an ad, but like some foundation, like put a QR code up there or something so people can donate to a foundation. I feel like you, you're getting a lot of brownie points at that point. Hmm. But then you're probably not making any money. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, just a, that's a trickier. The initial situation was tricky to think about just, uh, and I like the way you brought it up without any, details but then once you throw the details in it does like through it makes it even trickier to deal with hmm <laughs> do you think sports have an impact on society not not the people within society but society as a whole like do you think the way we live today is influenced by sports yes okay the the united states education system is built around football elaborate please (laughs) uh that i think there is some truth in that um the United States education system yes, is because built like around there's football? there you get more like TV coverage and more eyes on your school, meaning more eyes on those school commercials, meaning more kids saying that looks like fun. I want to go there because of your football team. That's what brings eyes to your school for college. Yeah. OK, that's what I think. Like, that's what I mean when I say that. I don't mean like high schools and shit, but and honestly, some of that oh, is happening okay. in like Texas. But I just mean like. People choose colleges because of sport. Like, not everyone. I'm not saying that's, like, 100% of people, but that is a thing that happens. And, like, yeah. the more money you can dump in your football program, the more eyes get on your school. And, like, it's essentially, like, doing PR for your school is, like, having a good football team. Um, but what if you don't go to college? What if college isn't in your isn't in your plan? Because there are lots of people who a lot of people go to college, a lot of people don't go to college. That's fair to say. Um, so you could you could definitely say a portion of society is it, but uh, uh, I don't know. I guess it it is tough to say that the entirety of society is affected influenced by, by sports. sports, but. Because there's plenty of people that don't care about sports at all. But 
what sports have been around. Sports are important. They've right? been around like, since sports the gladiator. Sports are very important, and I, I don't, I don't really know why, but like they are very important. You know, um, somebody's laughing right now, saying no, they're not. But they are. I mean, like, there's no, there's no like denying that sports are an important part of society because, like you just said, they've been around fucking forever. Like, um, since the are they an integral, integral part of society? <laughs> have you seen that shit that's going around like TikTok? Like, when's the last time you thought about the Roman Empire? Yeah, like we're fucking doing that shit right now. Um, I didn't want to say that's it. Fucked up. I was thinking about it. So true. I was thinking about it two. I was thinking about it two minutes ago, and <laughs> I didn't want to say it because I was, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna talk about how how the u.s is shaped by european culture to an extent <laughs> but, but it wasn't the roman empire that's so fucked up man but 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 there are people out there who don't know anything about sports they that's don't true. they couldn't name a single player on a professional sports team for any sport that's true but don't like oh god I, I don't know there's something like I don't. I'm trying to toe around this because I don't want to sound like a dick. Because I don't really feel this way, and I try to not be this way around people who don't watch sports. But like, isn't there like kind of an outcast feel about that? Like that you don't know anything about sports at all. Like any sport, isn't there like kind of an outcast feel about that whole like a person like that? And I don't mean that to be rude. It just like that's my experience. Is like that's just who you hang around though, because I'm sure there are groups. That could say the same thing about um, politics, um, rocks, um, trees. You know, you've got your you've got your fan base. But aren't those everything. more niche than sports? I'm talking sports in general, not like I, I like if you don't know anything about the NFL, like that's not. But like, it's like nothing, like nothing, because sports and pop culture, I feel like, are pretty mingled. So then, I don't know. I, I guess that's just my crowd i don't hang out with people who like talk about sports all the time in fact i feel like i rarely talk about sports other than like virginia tech with my friends um but you still i don't know i just feel like it's like such a part of life like i felt like an outcast when i didn't like know that much about sports when i was like in high school and shit um and I don't know, even though it was never like my primary, I guess there was a few years where it really was like my primary interest as far as like entertainment, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I think my mm. answer is yes. Somehow like I'm trying to like find a road to uh, answer yes, that society is affected by sports and the college theory is there. And yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to keep working that one. Yeah. But, uh, it's definitely that because I've met people who said, can't say the same about Virginia Tech anymore. Right. But it being a, f- a football school. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, yeah. like uh, Big yeah, football wanna, games. Well, that was, and I didn't end up, I, like, my, my decision was, like, influenced by that. That to be stupid to not, I, like, there was other reasons, right? But it's like, I didn't just, like, say, like, okay, when I'm picking a school, I don't care about football at all. Like, I didn't say that. I was like, I want to go to a school that has a good, fo- like, a big football program. Um, so you get enjoyment and football's fun. Yeah. Sports are fun. Sports are fun. Is there nothing else that's fun out there? No. Like how, how does it, how has it impacted the way people live their lives? Outside from just picking, going to college for that. Like is there, you know how we talked about 
the third place months ago, having a third place yeah. to go. Yeah. I could see how that could be something, you know, because fantasy football brings people together, creates that third place, something like that. Um, I don't know. But, but with that, it could just be a release that you that somebody could get from something, taking a walk in the woods or something. You know what I mean? But there's no camaraderie yeah. with that like you could get from group organized activities around that sport. I guess that's maybe that maybe. Yeah, I think you might be onto something with that because it is uh, there's like a. And this is something I always loved about um, Virginia Tech sports is there. Well, and that semi changed as they implemented new rules and stuff. But the tailgates were like that was a time where it had and then and. Maybe that's just what big live events with the common goal are, like a concert. It had no it didn't matter like who you were at all. Like everybody was there for the same reason. Um and I but I guess yeah, then you can just kind of throw concerts in on that or like a I guess like big movie premiere. That's a little different cuz it's a quieter thing, but yeah. They also make people pursue uh, exercise or want to get active. You know, when I was watching sports as a kid, it made me want to play that sport. Yeah. Or if you see somebody have a crazy, a crazy move in a basketball game or something, you might, you go out and try to, you practice that move for an hour outside trying to replicate it or something, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. But like, guy, like people in politics, they don't care about sports. Do sports really matter to those kinds of people? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, no, no. But it's also like the money, you know, there's so much money in sports too, professional sports and college. And like that has to mean something. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I want to like kind of, I want to say yes to this, but I also don't really feel like I have anywhere to go with that answer. And maybe I'm maybe I think I am definitely going to walk back the outcast thing because I think that is just kind of a personal experience as opposed to a universal one. Well, you said you felt it. I did. So like so that's coming from a place of being in that position. Yeah, I I, I think that's valid. And also. um, Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I also see people who like make a big deal and this is also just being people being stupid on the internet but like they make a big deal about not caring about sports like you know like sport ball and shit like you know people who say dumb shit like that and my thing is like if you care that much about not caring about sports then you actually do like Mm. that's still influencing you Mm. like you're like anti-sports because you don't care about it but it's like you're still that's still influence at that point if it's influencing you so much negatively that you like lash out against it it's still that's still making some kind of a difference it's consuming you yeah you're a consumer to it yeah so yeah i don't know sports are very intertwined with everything all right i got a question okay being patient or seizing the moment what do you think about that uh <laughs> I know we've talked about patience before, but yeah. like do you ever feel like has there ever been a time where you maybe jumped the gun too early or you waited too long and missed an opportunity? Yeah, I mean that's that that I think that's kind of just what life is, you know, like finding the 
and and there's also like I feel like a big thing is people say is like you got to know when to take the leap even though it doesn't seem like you can't be super overly prepared um because that's when you over allow the patience to kind of overcome the seizing the moment and then it passes um that's scary though you know it's like especially for people who like really want all their ducks in a row before whatever, whatever big life event they're considering. But I, I just feel like, uh, I don't know that that dance is, you're kind of just doing it every day. I feel like in some, even if it's in a tiny way, uh, that that's just something you're always teetering on. Like, am I, am I being too content with life right now? Or, um, am I, am I, am I being too content and missing something or is me worrying about missing something going to ruin the contentment of my current life? You know, uh, which is where I feel like shit, like, um, like self-reflection and meditation and shit comes in. Cause it, it's like grounding, you know, cause you do but too much of that and then you start straying away and then you do end up missing whatever uh having things pass you by so yeah i don't i don't really know for me i'm definitely i definitely personally stray more towards on the uh like content side uh more afraid to take a big risk and shit like that um obviously sometimes life kind of does it for you and just like pushes you as you're looking over the edge. But, um, and then it, when you start thinking about that, then it gets back into like divine synchronicity and shit. Cause it's like, uh, and like manifestation and shit like that. Like, uh, you know, you, you have thoughts and you know, you might even express them verbally about like things you want to happen, but you're a little too afraid to like actually do it. And then sometimes life will just fucking do it for you, you know. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that's just because you said something, like manifestation being like you say something and then it happens. But I also don't, I'm definitely not like super anti where it's like, oh, it was just a coincidence. But it's like maybe that's part of you kind of seeing the writing on the wall knowing that something's coming. Or maybe it's like... uh saying it and thinking that like changes your mindset and other actions that you do that cause it to go that way. Um, but I, it, there's like a connection there of saying things and uh, things around you happening that are out, out quote outside of your control. But I don't, I don't even, I, that was, <laughs> that didn't answer what you said. I was but, with you, but uh, yeah, I was with you. That's, yeah, me personally, I know when I was younger, I was definitely more, and I think I still am this way, but more of the patient side, not mm-hmm. not eager to, to jump the gun, maybe. And, I, and I'm sure there were some things I was. Like, I'm sure I made some mistakes when I was younger, trying to do things too fast or skipping steps. But when I think about it now, I, I kind of like, I like the idea of going straight, like just going for it. Yeah. You know? taking that jump seeing that opportunity seeing what it has to offer trying something new just because you you don't you never know when your time is right that's that's a big part of it yeah you have to remember that 
and it's I don't know I being being willing to sacrifice something in order to see reach greater heights you yeah. know because I I feel like I've heard that a lot from people who have become successful is somewhere along their storyline there was a jump that was made yeah right that, that's kind of always the case um and it's the fear of falling that keeps you from doing that you know because you could jump and land flat on your face but at the end of the day like you will get up again kind of deal uh but i think that's kind of what holds people back and i'm not excluding myself out of that you know just speaking generally yeah um can that fear of losing or hitting the ground can uh, stop you from seizing opportunities. And it probably happens more than you think it does. I'm sure. And we've talked about it before. The, the, the negatives always seem to outweigh the positives, even if you've got 100 to 4. Yeah. Right. It's still going to feel like those negatives are greater and could definitely keep you from making that jump that might be necessary but it's also it's still that balance of um you don't want your whole life to be wanting to take a leap or wanting the big change and not doing it uh you know you got to find that like i guess um i said balance already but trying to find a different word but equilibrium sure that's a good one of like things are okay the way they are um and i guess that that like fear of losing the okayness of how everything is is what's really scary about taking a leave because it's like okay yeah it could be better but what if it gets worse um or do you, but then again you're but then you're missing it so that's like just a I don't know. You could ponder that shit all day. I feel like at least I could and not be able to like tell you a straight answer of because it's never the right, you know, quote, right time to do it. It just happens. I feel like we're influenced to to be okay, to be comfortable and to be content with things. I heard something the other day. This guy was talking about how like when you're a kid, say you walk into your house or some, or your aunt's house or, or your cousin's house or whatever, right? Say you're, I don't know, you're, you're tiny, you're a toddler. Okay. And you see like the, the coffee table. Your imagination, that's not a coffee table, right? It's something you want to explore, check out. You have right. no idea what it, you've never seen it before, right? Okay. So say you start climbing on it or whatever, the first thing you're told, hey, stop climbing on that coffee table. Yeah. Leave it alone. Right. But before, in your mind, it was all these, it was endless imagination, right? Yeah. But it's being suppressed at a very young age in scenarios like that. Yeah. You know? That's where I feel like, those instances I feel like can be like the first step to harnessing somebody's, um, not drive, I feel like that's a pretty extreme way to say, but it could definitely have an effect on their uh, creativity levels. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um I think that's an important, like, kind of, because, like, 
honestly, what you just described is also just kind of like what growing up is, is like you lose more and more like childlike wonder of things. Uh, part of that's natural and part of it is kind of, I guess, influence, you know, of like just like what you described or like Santa Claus not being real and shit like that. Um, but I think if you can find ways to still like have wonder about something uh that's a like a way you can you know keep living while you're growing because like you're still growing i i always i and we had talked about this at length too but i always had that like idea that someday you're just an adult and like you just work and then you like stop working someday but it's like that idea is so not sustainable like to just sit and do the same thing or like uh you know essentially know everything at that point and i'm not saying anyone knows anything everything but there you can live your life in a world where you do know everything you know how to get to work you know what you do at work you do it well you know you come home and you could live your whole life that way and not but like getting that wonder back is an important thing whether that's through something you do on the side like your own study or like having a family and having a child and experiencing it like you know with them as they're growing up uh but i do feel like that if you're talking about creativity those two are like so intermingled because it's like if you live in a world or a mindset where you know everything then what could possibly like trigger you to create something new um whereas having like an imagination and a, like a wonder to things could easily like i feel like that just makes it easier to uh, create anything that's interesting the thing about the coffee table i never thought about how early that kind of shit starts but you were kind of more relating it to like um like comfort in life. Well, and yes, but having outside opinions on like you getting that feeling of content could stem from a situation where somebody was preventing you from doing something that your mind was telling you to do. You know what I'm saying? Okay. How yeah. that can be linked together. Yeah. Those, those moments from when those adolescence years, those toddler years, the formative years, I guess. Right. Right. When you were, I don't know. It seems like something so small, but to me, I feel like that can have a large impact. And I don't, where, I mean, where would we be without creativity? Right. Right. Um, and where would you, you know, like that's, I guess that's what I'm saying too, is like, where would you be without imagination and like wonder about things you don't know about? Um, We're starting to see it. Yeah. It's, you know, that, but the, and it gets harder as you get older to, do that because it's easy to just fall into this thing where you just kind of know everything and you can like that's the scary thing is that no like as a kid you have to like figure shit out but you can you can get to a point where you don't have to figure anything out you know and part of taking those leaps is that's that is a good like that is a good connection because it's like it could stem from just knowing that like 
like it's like almost like a suppression of that exploration aspect of you to like jump on something new. But I don't know. Oh, now I feel like I need to write a note to let my kids crawl around on the coffee table. That it, it's future. got me thinking about stuff like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've I mean I've seen I've seen something else where it's like these parents just let your kids run through the muddy puddles. Let them. You can wash their clothes. Let yeah. Them just go have. Don't be so uptight. You know what I mean? It, Different yeah. stuff like that. Because I feel like that could definitely have an effect. I don't know. That's just how I think. Yeah, I mean, all of that does matter, and let that stuff run wild because that's their kids. Yeah, you're never gonna get that back. They're never gonna be more like that, you know, as they get older. Right? Yeah, and that's the, you know, the wonder going away, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. is kind of some depressing ass <laughs> shit. But uh, no, but uh, I, that's a good point. Um, but then you know, it's when does it become a safety thing? Is the the real threshold, at least for me, is like. Uh, when does this drive to explore and, and, you know, wonder about everything? Like, when does it become dangerous? And that's when it's like, okay, don't climb up on the bookshelf because you might fall and, like, break your leg or some shit, you know? Like, that's where it's like... But at the same time, you can't be too over the top with that either because that is, like, a direct correlation of... That's what we're talking about. That's all of this is what we're talking about. Like, they, they... they have to fall and get hurt, yeah. you know, to get it and be like, okay, well, that, that might have been too much. <laughs> um, but also, like, you can't just let them, like, break their leg and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have to, like, step in a bit. Don't. But it's, like, running through puddles and they, like, skin their knee. It's, like, it's a thing that happens. Yeah. Like, you yeah. you have to kind of allow that to happen. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, fucking raising kids is, like, a terrifying idea so i'm glad i'm not doing it it's gonna be awesome that's what everybody says so awesome but it's a it's a wild thing there's all that shit but i guess you kind of just you figure it out yeah i heard um i was talking to cowman the other day and he was telling me because he's expecting a baby real soon that's right in november um but he was telling me his dad told him that once you have kids, that's really, that's really how you track how old you are, because that's the milestone. Oh, it's their tenth birthday. That means I'm this much older than right. I was. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. like that. And um, because growing up, I feel like not many people have that thing. You know, for me, I think about my pets. Like seeing my pets get older is when I realize how much older I am now. Like, oh sh- shoot, I oh, had you when I was yeah. thirteen. And I'm 24. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That so. is interesting. It almost, in that sense, it almost becomes your birthday, your child's birthday. Like, not really, right? right. But, like, like, you don't get cards and shit. But, like, that is. Because, and then I feel like that's, like, every time I, it's, like, my birthday, I, like, I say to my parents, like, I can't believe I'm 25. And they're, like, I can't believe you're 25. Yeah. <laughs> like, this shit is fucking 25 years ago. <laughs> this shit is mind-blowing to me. Yeah. And, like, that is some wild shit that. That that is like the more you think about that, that's crazy. Like, because you don't you don't get that feeling coming home to the house you grew up in ten years later if your your folks are still living there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, I feel like that living thing and seeing that thing age versus the tree in your backyard, like 
I don't know. There's some of that though happening too, though, with the with houses and uh, you know, the the yards and shit. But I guess that's also more just. It's not as yeah. It's definitely not the same though. It is more, but yeah, like the pet thing is kind of how you can relate to that as a younger person. Like that is something that, damn. Because you think you're back old. to the first time you <laughs> first time you're with that pet or something. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, that was ten years ten years ago. Ten years ago, I was fourteen. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Damn. Time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking time is nuts. What are you doing this weekend? What am I doing this weekend? Oh, I'm going up to hang out with my old man, watch some football. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we already talked watch about that. Watch a little tech football on Saturday night and then Steelers on Sunday. But my life's not influenced by sports, though. So That's right. Just the weekend. <laughs> Just the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to any music aside from live music? Uh, well, I am now a Dev Lemons fan, so I'm trying to dig into more of her is stuff. Is a person or a band? It is a person. Uh, she had just a drummer with her, and then everything else she, they just had like a like a, essentially just like an Ableton file going of like the all the other music happening. Um, so they were playing off tracks, um, which I would love. I would love to see her like expand to the point of having a band because I think it would make it make a big difference. But um, it was still cool with the tracks because uh, the live drums really fucking. Nailed some shit home. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, that's it. I've been listening to a lot of Deer Hunter lately, but I, that's not a new band for me. It's just a, been in the mix lately more than it usually is. Which is just some like shoegazy, super reverby noise shit. But uh, I like it. And for, yeah, for some reason, it's just kind of. Started calling back to me again, so I'm waiting to see if Ben's gonna call you out for the shoe gaze comment again. No, 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 no. It's right this time. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> On my end, uh Charles Wesley Goblin put out an album. It's pretty good. Some country music. Uh Zach Bryan put out an E P like three weeks after going number one. Damn. And he's boys with this guy who just dropped an album, so there was some contention because he's sort of He's the biggest thing in country right now, so kind of overshadowed his his boy. Yeah, yeah. but um, then Doja Cat put out an album. I think she was projected like fifty some thousand units. Hey, did you, Did you listen? I listened to a few songs, good or bad. She's rapping. She's rapping. I thought she was gonna do bigger numbers because she's a pretty big pop star. But she was rapping. It's cool. Sierra doesn't like it. <laughs> I had it on. When we were cleaning, she was like, "This is not good." I was like, "I'll skip it." <laughs> I just, I just wanted to see what it sounded like. I'll this give it a listen. Not good. Plus, she's she's shown love to Yay a lot, so I figured I'd give the nod as respect, a, respect, respect, as a respect. as a uh, Yay collaborator. Shout out, good ass sub. <laughs> good Fridays, <laughs> episode forty nine. Forty nine. I don't have one. I don't have. You don't have one. That's no. okay. I had. Like, Look at that. That was good. You carried for the last well, like I, 10 oh, episodes. Oh, I had Bud so Dupree last week. That's yeah, right. You or really carried. That's right. So I, I, we'll, be, we'll be good for 50. There's a lot. Yeah. I was ready for 50. Yeah. I'll throw them next week, though. All right. Cool, cool. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Be sure to check out Good Radio this week. Yeah. Good to be fucking back, boy. Let's go. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
Don't uh, uh, be creative. Yeah, be creative. Don't paint over the Kobe Bryant mural. and um, Don't be afraid to take that jump. Yes. Love you guys. See ya.